For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. So we're 16 games into the season when we're doing this fifth episode of the podcast uh, in season three. And uh, the Leafs are 8-2-0 in the last 10 games. Woohoo! Um, yeah, and we're 10-5-1 over, over the 16 games, which is good for six, second place in the Atlantic behind Florida. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's... Uh... Quite an improvement from before. So we want to celebrate that by talking about <laughs> Tim Beebs. Yeah. We're sure most of our listeners have heard that Tim Hortons uh, has partnered with Justin Bieber, his latest collab, uh, to come up with some interesting new Timbit flavors. Actually, I think that the commercials are quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, so... We just want to get put it out there. I'm just going to ask Chris, like, which one do you want to try first? Like that there's three new flavors, chocolate white fudge, sour cream chocolate chip, or birthday cake waffle. Which one sounds yeah. good to you? I actually, I mean, I don't like their birthday cake flavor. but I don't either. Waf- but that waffle end of it <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. sounds interesting. But overall, I think out of the three, I think it's the sour cream chocolate chip that, I, that I'll... I want to try. And um, yeah, I have a feeling that one's going to be the the one that really sells out because that seemed to be the number one choice uh, when I did like a, a, you know, a quick survey of my family and they all seem to be interested in oh, that yeah. one too, because they like the sour cream donut also. So yeah, yeah, sour cream chocolate chip was kind of right on their radar. Yeah. Some of our listeners obviously probably know I'm a huge Tim's fan, so I'll definitely be mm-hmm trying these and I wonder how much they're going to price them at that's my thing I don't know. like if they're I don't know if they'll be priced higher than regular Timbits cuz cuz they have a separate little box for them according to the commercials that I've oh, seen they're like yeah. a Tim Beebs box right so wow. I don't know if they- So that's going to be exclusive yes yeah. just like the the Drewware <laughs> yeah. so hmm yeah should be interesting anyway To our listeners out there, if you are interested in commenting on this and letting us know which flavor is kind of drawing your fancy, uh, let us know. Yeah. So um, back to hockey. What was that going? No, they're coming out on November 29th. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, back to a hockey topic. Um, We were the guests this weekend of the Hockey Time Machine at the Sports Card and Memorabilia Expo, which was held at the Toronto International Center uh, from November 11th to 14th. Uh, It was a really special day. We got to meet 
uh, Maple Leaf great Bobby Bond, which was such a, such an honor. And we were interviewed live um, on the main stage, which was super exciting. Uh, Christine, what were some of the highlights for you? Yeah, yeah I just liked... I mean, it was our first time being up on stage somewhere to talk about yeah. the podcast, so that was that was huge, and mm. um, and yeah, and just seeing the like Bobby Hull was there, and I think for both of us, a huge moment, even though we didn't go in line to meet him, was actually seeing Felix Potvin, mm-hmm. um, right from from that's our time basically as as younger Leaf fans, right? Where we, it was a different, different era for us. And when the team was really went far into the playoffs and um, it was a great time to be a Leaf fan and just to see him again, that was, that was great too. And um, yeah. And, uh, but to our listeners there, um, some, some of you may have already seen, but if you go on social media, we put uh, some pictures on there all across on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our handles at LTL1917. You can check it out. Mm -hmm. But what what did you uh I guess take away from it too? Like did you Well, first the- of all, I the show is is massive. I had no idea yeah. how big this show is. There's over over thirteen hundred vendors at this show and yeah. it's it's huge. So for us to be part of such a big event, I think it was super exciting. And uh the for sure for me the highlight was meeting Bobby Bond and he was such a gentleman and so gracious and I was just so floored that at his age how he manages to still do these public appearances, be interviewed, do autographs, all day long. And he still has the energy for that. And he's still very, very with it. So uh, it was pretty impressive to see. Yeah. Well, you know what he is like, you know, there's no doubt. That's why he's able to score that goal on the broken (laughs) leg because he's just got this, this crazy stamina. So, and he still has that even now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So before we get into our show, uh, we want to give a shout out to some of our listeners and followers um, on social media. First, a shout out to Keith Prescott, who is an admin of the Facebook page, Toronto Maple Leaf Central. Keith gave us a boost with a comment to his members to give us a listen. And we are so thankful for that. And thank him very much. So for all of our listeners out there, if you're looking for a place to chat about your Leafs, Check them out. They're a really great page. Yeah, for sure. And also a shout out to a few listeners we have in Germany. Um, we have a group of people there. We uh, a few people that have been listening to us recently, and we want to thank you for that. So still on the topic of listeners, we definitely want to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments about the Leafs that you want want us to give our thoughts on, please DM us on social media or email us at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com and we will do our best to get your comment on the show. So let's get into it then. Uh, First, we're going to start with the good, the bad and the ugly. Then we're going to roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel and we will end off with the third period where we talk about just some kind of uh, topic that is of interest to either of us. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs.
All right, the good, the bad, the ugly. Jeez, it took me a long time to figure out going back and forth on what's good. <laughs> Considering the Leafs record being oh, eight two and zero, you would that's think that's definitely that, good. <laughs> but you would think that it would be a lot easier. But anyhow, yeah, no um, yeah, it's the the wins have not come easily. That's for darn sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my good, and it's kind of funny because I couldn't remember him the last time in our last episode. I couldn't remember this player when I asked Sil who was playing on the left side with Marner and JT, I guess. Um, And it's Alexander Kerfoot is my good. So I, I, I just, I was alerted, I guess, on Twitter. I saw a tweet to say that he actually has... 10 points in 16 games, five points in his last five games, and none are on the power play. So that's Mm. like huge. He's all five on five because he doesn't get any power play time. And he gets moved around everywhere. It's true. Like he gets, he'll have, he did have to play center for one game. I was trying to find which one it was, but, um, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. And I I think it was against Chicago. They had to play center. Most of the time he's on the wing. And I guess versus Buffalo, he ended up being on the third line with Kampf and Engvall. So he was moved off of the second line. So he's he gets shifted around everywhere. So considering all that, that's pretty good that he can consistently um, like put up those those numbers, those points. Um, and a lot of people say like, I guess we like to get rid of him basically for the three point five million that he's getting paid. Um, but I don't know. I think he's he's been one of our more consistent players over the past little while, and um, he's definitely going through the uh, through Sheldon Keith's line blender. <laughs> that, uh, he <laughs> seems to be. I, I'm calling it the November line blender. As to all these, <laughs> that's a good name. Maybe we can trademark that. Yeah. Um, with but uh, yeah, I, I just I it's I'm just impressed with the. The points and that, um, and none on the power play. I, That's huge. I have to agree with you. And he seemed to have really kind of picked up where he left off during the playoffs, where he basically really played that same role, too. You know, like he just is, I guess the way I would describe him is, is as dependable. Like he yeah. is definitely. You know, you know, we're look thinking of who are they going to get to replace Hyman? Well, maybe maybe he's Hyman's replacement in that sense, because Hyman was very dependable. Like you could put him anywhere and he was going to make an impact. So his impact isn't obviously the same, but the consistency and the stability that he offers to whatever line he plays on obviously is is paying dividends right yeah, the only the only thing he doesn't have the same from the playoffs i think is and that's i think that's just about being in the playoffs is the grit i found yeah. like last year he was a little bit more grittier in the playoffs that's but true. that i think is being in the in the moment like mm-hmm. at that moment in the playoffs yeah and the thing is is that if if you're ramped up to that all season long yeah you know, no you're not going to where last. are you going to be able to take your game Right. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. so I'm like totally fine with th- that, that it's that he's yeah. not like throwing himself 
all over the place <laughs> like like he he might in the playoffs, right? So yeah. yeah so definitely yeah. I agree with you. Kerfoot has been a real um stabilizing factor and has really, you know, he hasn't produced m- maybe on the scoreboard in in as many goals or anything like that. No. But um but he yeah, no, is obviously uh... adding to the scoring with um his assist. Yeah, the last five points were assists, basically, in the mm-hmm. last five games. But hey, whatever. We'll take it. Yeah. Can't complain. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to have the assist. Yeah. Um, my good, actually, is I'm going to give some love to our power play. Um, I think at one of our first episodes, we talked about how it wasn't going very well. And we were kind of floating around the, the bottom half of the, of the league at 26th. Um, and right now... We have moved up uh, tied for sixth in the league uh, with our power play at 25%. So that's quite a jump over the last little while. And um, I basically the, the number one point getters were our um, Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander. Both of them have three goals and Austin also has two helpers and Willie has three and John Tavares with two goals and one assist. So I'm kind of wondering if like, remember wondering if, if they were going to be missing Austin at the beginning. And I was thinking, no, some people are going to, you know, fill in and that didn't really happen. And I guess it has made a difference, the fact that he's back um, for our power play. Also, they were um, experimenting with um, with uh, Marner in that bumper position. That didn't really work very well. The thing that I've noticed the most lately is how mobile they are. They're moving around a lot, and I think that is making it difficult for the opposition to really gear up and know what we're doing. Like they're, they're moving their feet. And when it's not working, the thing I notice is that they stop moving their feet. So as long as they're moving their feet and they're skating, um, they seem to be doing really well. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. um, Yeah, no, it's definitely been good. The one thing that I think that needs a little bit more improvement would be nice to get a few more shots from the point through and get some, definitely get some points Mm -hmm. from the defense. Well, and then that's another, another thing, another threat that, that can become part of it. Right. Um, Which doesn't, (laughs) which doesn't make sense when they, I guess they sat Sandine the other night, according to the reports, it was because he's a little bit banged up or something, Mm -hmm. but still um, he's definitely having, if you're going to have, because Muzzin was the person on the point basically, which, I don't know, like to have Muzzin or Sandine, I'd I'd probably prefer Sandine. He like yeah. on the power play anyways for that for that particular instance. But um but yeah, so going back with Austin Matthews, like you're saying, he actually scored his fiftieth career power play goal versus Boston. Mm-hmm. So he's the seventeenth player in Leafs history to do that, to get to to get to that point of fifty career goals um on the, the power accolades play. Accolades keep on coming for this yeah. guy. Yeah, and Even the when other... he's not really doing the the greatest, yeah. um, he's having a little bit of a slow start for him. That is, yeah. So. The other thing I think that can help us get better is the uh, the face off win percentage um, could be better right now. It's like in the in the ozone, like when they start. Yeah, right. They're right now they're tenth in the league at fifty eight point four percent, and that's uh, from NHL.com. We got the stats, but. Um, 
Honestly, Whereas, like, that's still pretty darn good. It's, but that just no, goes it is. to show you what kind of face-off men we have in the league right now. Yes. You yeah. know, when that is only good for 10th. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it's just so funny, though. The power play gets going, and then now we need to get the five-on-five five production going. Yeah. It's kind of like nothing ever comes together at the same time. No. <laughs> at, least, at least for... Uh, um, for this team anyways, for some reason, it just yeah. doesn't come and all I, together. I, I didn't mention uh, Mitch Marner yet. He is not doing too shabby either. Um, he's got six points. However, they are all assists. So he is still in a little bit of a drought as far as power play goals go. So hopefully yeah. he will be able to pop one of those in soon. Yeah, but Mitch is a playmaker, right? We know yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but, you know, people but, still harp on the fact that he oh, doesn't yeah, score sure. power play. So, yeah, there's the Marner if he does that, <laughs> If he does that, then people can get off his back for that. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. All right. So what's your bad, Chris? So the bad is the goaltending situation. And I had mm-hmm. some reservations with the uh, picking up of Peter Morazic. I mean, I uh, I loved his goalie masks to start <laughs> um, and his well, tribute. But if you never get to see it, but you know, how good is that? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't know. They, the management, Kyle Dubas and company should have done a little bit more research because, um, yeah, the in Detroit, he when he was with Detroit, I just remember him being injured quite a bit. And um just the injury history of that of of the guy and now he's out again he's only played what like five periods five, or something yeah, yeah and in total and that's really putting um like a lot on jack campbell and then on top of it like we gave him the three-year deal too at 3.8 million yeah and that's really and like, s- i think they're probably thinking that that's that's a decent enough situation in term that they could trade him but you can't trade damaged goods, which is yeah. the issue. Yeah. Now that he's injured, like who's going to want even for exactly. the future, right? Like even once he gets better and healthy, like is anyone really going to want to take a chance on him? So, um, yeah. So now it's worrisome for Jack Campbell because he obviously has a knock on wood. He does not get injured, but he does have an injury history. And now he's basically like a full, full-time starter and he's he's... Like even I heard him say in one of his interviews, he said that he was actually feeling a little bit tired and they are mm-hmm. they are managing him, obviously, with the practice time and, and that. But um, as to how much he's uh, he's getting there. But still, I mean, he's never done it before, though. He's never yeah, carried exactly. this much of a load ever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess a kind of bright spot, I suppose it gave Joseph Wall, one of our homegrown drafted um, goaltender uh, talents, goaltending talents, a a chance to play against Buffalo. Well, and I think that, uh, honestly, I I mean, like, it wasn't like a spectacular debut for him, obviously. But I think they need to be getting this guy in just because they have to see what they have, because they have to develop a goaltender. They have to. Yeah. Well, they play. He played pretty decent enough he held them in there i think they again again i mean this is going into my ugly but it's uh before we get there it's basically they started off slow the team in Mm -hmm. front of him like for you would think he's a 23 year old 
goaltender going in for the first for his first NHL game. Like, I yeah. mean, you would think that they would have. I know it was a back to back. They played Calgary the night before, but still, it's an experience. We're an experienced team, and I think they could have played a little bit better in front of him. Like, they were up four two in the third period, and they basically yeah. just thought they had it in the bag. And yeah, they, they, they decided to to kind of back off. Yeah, yeah. They, that so, was a little bit hit their their old mo. Yeah, showing yeah. its ugly face again. <laughs> yeah, the only thing with Wall, I was a little bit nervous uh, in his play was when he was handling the puck. It looks like he likes to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know in his first NHL game if he should have been doing that much. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I I kind of feel like. If you're going to be out there, you should be yourself. So if that's normally what you yeah. would do, then I think you should do that because then otherwise you're just too much in your head. And then maybe you would make a mistake doing, that's, you know, backing yeah. off because you normally would do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. anyway. But anyhow, so that's that's basically the goaltending situation. I mean, I hope Morazic comes back healthy at some point so we can actually have a tandem yeah um, and he can play some <laughs> games on a more consistent basis because yeah yeah we definitely so, need to spell Campbell a bit because you know we need him at the end of the season you know for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. so what's your bad ah <laughs> my bad is Pierre Engvall enough said enough said yeah I don't know. I guess uh, maybe if we harp on it enough, because like last time, my bad was John Tavares, right? And he mm-hmm. seems to be. Yeah, but I've been mentioning Engvall well. quite a bit, and he's <laughs> not really picking up on it on the vibe. So I don't know. I just yeah. wonder who is going to come out when McKayev's ready to come back, because that's not too far away. So yeah. is is it going to be him? I I don't know. Like. I can't think of, of a better person to take out than him personally. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because he's I not agree. really adding to me. It's he's not horrible, but he's not adding any value is what I what I see. It's like he, he's just not really he he's just not being consistent. He doesn't seem to work hard the whole game. He's always the bearer of a bad penalty, a giveaway or something. Um, that I, that I tend to notice. So anyway, I don't want to have to say him again next time. Put it that way. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. All right. And then going into our ugly, um, we had a couple of them here. One of them I already mentioned the slow starts, I mean, versus LA, especially that was a brutal game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calgary, again, we were pretty slow coming out and and then Buffalo on Saturday night. Um, I just love Sheldon Keefe's comments about after that LA game. It was just like he was, his word was he was perplexed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good word. It's a good word to use. Yeah. So um, because I think all of us are a little perplexed that they keep doing that. Yeah. And like Jack Campbell had to like make huge saves in in the Mm -hmm. games in Philadelphia and Calgary, like because they they just didn't have it to start the game and they can't expect that all all the time. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I I don't know. Hopefully they can fix that and become more consistent. I mean, they're not going to have obviously you're not going to have it every night. It's a long season, but um, this is the start of the season. They should they should be better than than that and and have their like 
when it comes time to puck drop, like just to to be ready and mm-hmm. start, uh, especially at home too. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, and then the other one was the lack of uh, depth scoring, which kind of the last couple of games it's been uh, we've we've got some goals from our depth players, but um, mm-hmm. but going into Saturday's game, they said it on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast the our core four players being Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Tavares, they had scored 15 of the last 17 goals going into that Yeesh. game. Mm-hmm. So that's a yeah. big percentage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's not good. So we need more from the bottom yeah. six. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that being said, That leads us nicely into our next segment, which is the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. So let's roll it. All right. All right. So the uh, number three on the list of our on our highlight reel is Andre Kasha. Is it Kasha or Kasa? Kasa. Kasa. (laughs) Anyone really knows. It's a mystery. Yes, yeah. But um, he's been lighting it up, actually, the last little bit. He scored his first goal as a Leaf versus Philly, his 100th career point, and very worthy of being on our highlight reel. Uh, so he has a goal in each of his last three games. He scored in Philly. He he scored the tying goal in Calgary, uh, or versus Calgary, and then he scored again versus the Sabres. So, yes, and, and what does he get for his trouble? <laughs> He, he's moved off the top line. He yeah. got gradually moved up, performed. And now he's going back down. And again. now he's going back down. Yeah. So it's the November line blender. As that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no, he's uh he's this is how I remember him playing with yeah. with the ducks, right? Like that's he's exactly a goal what scorer. you said to me when we were wa- when we were watching, you texted me, that's the cast yeah. I remember from Anaheim. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it is. I, I love his celebrations too. Like he yeah. is like so enthusiastic. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. But it is a little bit worrisome sometimes the way he's getting knocked around. But yes. <laughs> yeah. But he somehow uh, gets himself in vulnerable positions. I don't know why. Um, yeah. So I just hopefully he will um, not sustain any um more head injuries but um but yeah he's or any been type pretty of impressive injury, but... any any type of injury really yes yeah yeah but he has been imp- impressive and he's he's a hard worker and i i i i guess that's probably why they want to keep that third line together because they they work hard and they basically get the stops in the ozone which is is kind of what you want right yeah, but the but the thing is, most of the time that line because it's defensively from yes. what they're yeah. they're starting off in the defensive zone, not in the O zone sort of thing. So that no, really, I know, but they're but, take getting it up there and, and yeah, getting stops the, up there for the offensive yeah yes. players. But uh, but then, hand it off to the other guys, <laughs> hand it off to the other guys doing which, all the scoring. But, yes, um, yeah, but. Anyhow, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if uh, it it, would help. It would help if Engvall would pick it up a notch that way, too, because he does have an offensive I know. He's got a good shot, too. Yeah. Like, there's that one one time, like, he had, like, a pretty open net, and he dished it instead of... Oh, God. And I think Keefe actually 
just yes. was like yeah. losing his mind on the bench. Yes, he was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he threw his head back. Sheldon yeah. Keith threw his head back like, oh, God. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but Well, um, with, with yeah. Kasha, I think that at least they know that he can be moved up and down. And if there is a game where they're going and other guys that are farther up in the lineup aren't, then maybe the blender will come out again this month and yeah. he'll get moved up there for parts of parts of a game at least. Yeah. So right. for number two, we have Jack Campbell. He's been huge for us, obviously, for the last couple of weeks. After the game versus the Flames, his save percentage is 9.39, and he's seen the second most shots in the league behind only Montreal's Jake Allen as of today, which is uh, Monday, November 15th. Yeah, yeah. And um, another thing, I guess another stat that I saw was uh, courtesy SN Stacks, Sportsnet Stats. Mm -hmm. Um, With the win in Philly, it moved him to... Hang on a sec. It's I have to read my writing. <laughs> it moved him into the top thirty in franchise wins for goalies. Already, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, well, I guess you know he had that big run last year where he you know broke all the records. So I suppose he's put together quite a few now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and amazing. Yeah, and he's played 40 games for us, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, and his record is 28, 8, and 4, and he has four shutouts. So that's not too shabby. Not too shabby, exactly. And we just want him to stay healthy. That's <laughs> and, right. Um, so yeah, he needs and, to just really get lots of rest, meditate <laughs> on, uh, you know, in between game days. Yeah. All right. And number one on our highlight reel... Even though he got benched the other night again, Buffalo, um, for the last few minutes of the game is William Nylander. Um, yeah, so I, I know we we get it. The coach thinks and knows that uh, Willie can be better, but um, we're looking at it over the past couple of weeks, and there's no doubt Willie has been a difference maker. Three goals and four assists in the past uh, five games, going back to the game versus Tampa. And um, four of his seven goals have been game winners. Yeah, including so, overtime winners. Yeah. Too. So I don't yeah. really know how you bench a guy like that. But again. yeah, that's those are definitely <laughs> big impact um, game breaking kind of goals. I think it's because he has to have a short leash with him. It's like the minute he sees him straying, he's mm-hmm. going to yank that chain and put him where put him back where he needs to be because that is the only carrot that he has with him is yeah. is his ice time so basically i just think that that's what it is he he has a really short leash willie probably knows that that mm-hmm. the minute keith sees that he is straying from the work ethic that he should be displaying and straying from his consistency and kind of starting to float He's going to pull him back and basically sit him down because he has to. Know. He doesn't, he doesn't do the, the thing is he doesn't do it. Like, let's just say Marner for the first little while. Like you could yeah. tell he was struggling and yes, he but the difference is the caring because Marner is struggling because oh. he cares too much. Willie starts to st- starts to struggle because he starts caring not enough. 
It's they're just different oh, players. I don't know. But then you said that he has the mentality of a captain earlier too, right? Like this season, I do. right? I do. I do think so. But I mean, it's a, like we've said earlier, it's think, a long season and yeah. he still has his certain tendencies because Willie is Willie. So it's yeah. his person, basic personality, right? Yeah. So it's, is Marner starts squeezing the stick too much. Willie starts kind of slacking a little. That's, that's probably what it is. And we maybe don't notice it, but Keith is like right on it, I guess, with him. Yeah. He's had him for a long time. So he knows his tendencies. Yeah. And I don't think it's any surprise to Willie either, probably. When oh, yeah. Happens. No, he's, he didn't he's seem upset after the game. He was still smiling no, on no. the bench, even though he was oh, benched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they won at the end. Yeah. So, well, anyway. Yeah, but for us, he's number one. But talking yes. about slacking, mm-hmm. for me, the Maple Leaf um, organization is slacking when it comes. We're going to be going into the third period now, into our third period segment. I think they're slacking on not promoting enough of their history, basically. So November 12th, 1931 was the ninth, uh, <laughs> the 90th anniversary of Maple Leaf Gardens on November 12th. Um, and we put uh, on our social media pages, we put some uh, pictures there and um, just to to make that, I guess, to make it notice uh, mm-hmm. to remember that and it was such an important yep. yeah and it was such an important place but i know it's the hall of fame weekend and um and like you can't take away from that obviously that's what it's that's what this weekend is about the people being yes. inducted the players and that and and managers or um but i just think they could have mentioned it somewhere on social media to say that it's the 90th anniversary so many great memories were there they won all their stanley cups there 100% so, so well i i really i agree with you on that because really shanahan when he first came in what didn't he make like such a huge deal about you know celebrating the past and the players and yeah. all that legends row stuff they install yeah. it and then crickets yeah, like no, I know. nothing since yeah. So, and I know yeah. that there's been COVID and a lot of other things, distractions with that, but they've really dropped the ball when it comes to honoring the the past, because yeah. that is, I think, a huge piece to get the, you know, and especially to get the players to buy into that too. Like it's, 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 there's a significance to that. You know, I don't think they, they don't have to do that in Montreal because it's, it's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But what, uh, since we're on the topic too, what, what's one of your favorite, uh, things about the gardens, like our moment or, or place, like what? Um, okay. Well, I mean, the building wasn't a beautiful building by any stretch. Um, when you went inside, um, but, I I like the the entrance, you know, when you, like with the Maple Leaf Garden sign outside and I loved going up the elevators with all of the those beautiful pictures of of Leaf's past yeah. all the way up to the top. Uh I think those are some of my favorite things. The escalator. Um, and I think that, yes, going up escalator. the escalator. Because I thought to myself, there were no elevators in there. Oh, no elevators. <laughs> I, yeah, I meant escalators. Sorry. Um, yes, that part. I mean, I think they've tried to they tried to rec- recreate that a little bit 
um, yeah. at Scotiabank Arena, but it's not really the same. Um, and the no. thing is, too, is like Scotiabank Arena, formerly ACC, it's a dual purpose arena. So those those thought memories, moments, they're shared with the Raptors, which is great. But the but Maple Leaf Gardens was just for hockey, and you felt that everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, my favorite was the uh, the, my favorite was the standing room. I don't know if you get must have been. Yeah, that was I. I was gonna say that, but I had a feeling you might say that. that? I was gonna say that the accessibility, how accessible everything was in there. Yeah, the standing room, which is so close, being behind the Reds. Yeah, as opposed to being at the top of the building. Yeah. Uh, now at Scotiabank Arena. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I didn't like about the standing room was the glass was all scratched all the time. So you yeah. couldn't really, there was, a, <laughs> it was like hard a, to see through sometimes. There yeah. was, yeah, sort of thing, right? But we made the best of it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I thought was kind of cool was that um, we didn't sit there, but when I've sat, a, had a few opportunities to sit in the blue section and in the corner, and there was this stairwell. It was like a little, windy stairwell that you you had kind of had to duck too like to because mm-hmm. you otherwise you'd hit your head on the on the top to get up into the into the seating area but that was kind of a cool little um artistic thing about it or in, in there and the way it was uh the way it was built but um but yeah no i just i definitely think the leafs could have done something on social media anyways to mention it i didn't see it i don't know Maybe yeah. I missed it, but I didn't see it's anything. It's just like, so. you know, they moved out of their old house and now they've kind of forgotten they lived there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> really? Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So going and uh, going back to a bit of hockey here for the third period, another topic that I had was um, just this whole talk behind trading a defenseman. Um, I just don't see how they're how Kyle Dubas is thinking this because it's like they, they've obviously they're, they have the extra defenseman originally it was Lilligren for most of the season so far, but now Lilligren has proven that he's, uh, he's played pretty well being on the third pairing with Sandine. It's uh, they got that chemistry from the Marlies, which we've mentioned before. Um, But I don't know. I just don't see like if you were going to trade Hall or Dermott, and from what I'm hearing, he's thinking of doing it as like just a draft pick, like not getting anything yeah, substantial. Like I don't back. really get that. Yeah. Like, I, how does I, that help our team? I don't really see it. Like, who are you going to bring up the, I guess it's, there's, uh, I believe his first name is, Chris, it's Christian Rubens mm-hmm. from the Marlies. Like, how would you go into the playoffs with such like inexperience um, yeah. on, on the like, blue line? What, like they, they got let that. Brandon Manel from Minnesota in the summer mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, from free agency. Like, how come he's not like a a thought like of someone that would come up? Like, I you know why why get a guy like that if you're you know what I mean? Like, I I just sometimes don't really understand the rationale with getting these guys for depth, but yeah, but then you're yeah, never but, using them. Yeah, and I just don't understand though. Like you, we really need the depth on D. It's not like our D yeah, is great. That's for sure. And uh, no, it's and not. and if we get one injury, just in the, never mind the playoffs in the in the regular season, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to give up a quality a quality defense like Justin Hall and Travis Dermott um, that have 
games experience and yep. basically get nothing in return or go with somebody on the Marlies who has no NHL experience at all. Like that well, doesn't and make sense to me. It's it's kind of the only thing I can think of is that they're they want that that pick so that they can make a move um near the trade deadline to pick up somebody. But that's always kind of a gamble because look what happened last year. We we got we yeah. gave up a, a first rounder for Felino and that ended yeah. up being like nothing, you know? Yeah. So exactly. Uh yeah. I don't know. I just I'm I'm hoping that this is more in media talk and it's not gonna actually amount to anything. Um yeah. but Hopefully. um we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully we'll yeah. see. Or at least get something back, like not just a draft pick. You gotta get yeah. something back like that's mm-hmm. a that can be useful uh going going into the playoffs. But um, 100%. yeah. Yeah. But uh so going into the upcoming schedule, um what do we got? We got games home home games versus the Predators, the Rangers, and the Penguins. And then it's a back-to-back, actually, on the weekend. That's going to be tough. Penguins and then the Islanders on the Sunday night. Yes. Um, and is- this we were just checking out the schedule before we came on here and noticed that the New York Islanders haven't been home at all yet, I guess, yeah. getting their new building ready. This weekend yeah. is their first homestand. I guess they start against Calgary. They have a back-to-back also, but we get them on their second night in their new building. So hopefully we can hope there's maybe a let down there because really we'd like JT to get a win finally there. Um, yeah. Put some of those demons behind him, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, that was my, uh, that was, I think that was the game where I said in the beginning of the season that That's I right. wanted them to to do something for JT. Like, yeah. Because they haven't to this point, like to every time he goes back there, it ends up being like a crazy crowd and everything. And they end up playing brutal mm-hmm. um, and or like at least make it close even sort of thing. Right. Like yeah. put but it's a back but it's and it's a back to back for both teams. So um, there's no excuse that way. So their and, record's uh, not they're not doing that great, though, so far to start the year. But they're always a hard out anyways, because they work hard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And did you hear uh, Uncle Leo, Uncle Leo Komarov? He he's, I guess they waived him a couple of weeks ago, and now he's uh-huh. gone to the, he's gone to the KHL. Oh yeah. Now yeah yeah he well, wrote a nice. Got, he can practice all his languages there. Yeah yeah, but um, yeah, so he wrote a nice nice little letter to the fans and everything there, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so he's now going to be playing in the KHL. But yeah, and then after the. Kind of strange. After playing in New York on the island, then they go out west for a West mm-hmm. Coast trip to right. uh, L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim. So, um, so yeah. Is there any? I mean, my game. I'm looking forward to that Islander game just to see um, how they do there. But uh, going out west, I mean, you would hope that they would want to. Actually, Anaheim has been playing really well too lately. From yes, from what yeah. I was hearing. Um, I'm and, actually. Uh, the game that I'm looking forward to the most would be the, against the Rangers on Thursday. I'd like another showdown with uh, Shishterkin because he, <laughs> you know, he goalied us the last time when we weren't yeah. starting all that well. So I'm kind of hoping that we find a way to solve him and um, do a little bit better against him this time around. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's uh, that's true. That that's something to definitely to look forward to. Hopefully, we'll have a better because we lost that last Rangers game, right? Yes, we yes, did. We did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So because he stood on his head, pretty much because he stood on his head. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we should have won. But anyhow, um, so. We're getting close to the American Thanksgiving, which is a benchmark for NHL teams, um, because if your team is in a playoff spot in late November, the stats say that your team has a good chance to make the playoffs. And obviously, that's what we're all waiting for is the playoffs. But there's still a lot of games to be played and a lot can happen between now and the end of April. So but you know what? At least it gives us hope if we're in that spot uh, come Thanksgiving, which is a little bit more than a week away now. So, yeah. And happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. That's right. We have quite enjoy your turkey um, day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you can stay up to date on everything to do with the Leafs uh, by following us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And as usual, another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce this show and making it even better for you. So if you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media platform pages. So as always, thank you to our healthcare workers and everything that they do. Uh, Thank you for listening and please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. We're also up on YouTube. So check us Mm -hmm. out there. Yes. And um, yeah. So stay safe and well, everybody. And we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.